Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matufu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the Word that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated Word, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. <laughs> freedom reigns in this place. Shout Freedom experience, experiencing Christ. Glory to God, glory to God. We want to thank the Lord for this wonderful opportunity He has given us again. Once again, I'm called Pastor Dennis Matov Order from Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry. This is our wonderful program called Experiencing Christ Daily. And uh, we are to minister every day so that we share with you this wonderful Christ. We are talking about Christ and we are reading the several verses in chapters in the book of Colossians. We came from verses 1 of chapter 1 and now we have reached chapter 8 by the grace of God. Thank you for always tuning in and following wherever you are. God bless you. Yes, we thank the Lord for this wonderful moment. Uh, that he has availed us to minister every day on this radio, on this platform. God bless you wherever you are. Yes, let us continue uh, because we have little time. Let us enter into the word of God. I have already prayed for you and I believe the Lord is uh, faithful. He's going to accomplish that which I've prayed for. We are seeing this experience of Christ on a daily basis. And we come to Colossians chapter 1 verses uh, 8 we see that uh, yesterday we saw verse 7 saying that as you learned from Epaphras uh, our loved fellow slave who is a minister of Christ uh, faith, of faith of Christ faithful for you that was Colossians chapter 1 verse 7 and here we see that Epaphras was a minister of Christ a minister of Christ is not only a servant of Christ who serves uh, Christ in any other service but when we talk about a minister of Christ we are talking about a servant who serves other people with Christ and by ministering Christ to them you see so today we want to continue uh, to see the prayer that Apostle Paul prayed for the church of Colossians and we want to see that um, it works for us because it's the same prayer that we are to pray for everyone who is still a believer of Christ the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verses 8, it says that, Who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit? For, the, for this cause we also since the day we had it do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding verse 10 says that that you might walk worthy of the lord and to all pleasing being um, fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god verse 11 says strengthened with all might according to his glorious power and to all the patience and long suffering with joyfulness Oh, you see, uh, this is the prayer that uh, Paul was praying for the church at Colossae. And this prayer is full of rich, rich uh, things. And in the prayer, there is a lot of things that are important in the body of Christ. Now, when we go back to see Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 to 8, you discover that Christ is indicated as our hope, as our reality, as uh, grace. And we see that when we come to the prayer that he prays, Paul prays a prayer or of pray, a prayer and thanksgiving in verses 9 to 14. We shall see that tomorrow maybe. He gives further indication that Christ is the all-inclusive one that we need to take on a daily basis. So let us consider today the prayer of, uh, of Paul uh, that he prayed for them. 
and then we shall see where we shall begin from by tomorrow. Yes, verse 9 has told us, that, uh, the Bible says that, Therefore we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease praying and asking on your behalf, that you may be filled with the full knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. You see, God's will here refers to the will of his eternal purpose. The will of his eternal purpose, of, of his economy, the economy of Christ, the co economy concerning Christ, the divine plan, the administration of God. Now when we come to Ephesians, you see what we are talking about. When the Bible talks about the will of God, that means that the, the will of God that he has purposed from eternity past. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 says, um, Having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. In other words, we see that God had already purposed something that is a pleasure, uh, that is a will that, that belongs to him. Is a good pleasure of his will. So because of that will, the Bible says he adopted us as children. He predestined, uh, predestinated us unto the adoption of children. Now, come to verse 9 of Ephesians chapter 1. You'll see that the Bible says in verse 9 that, Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Now, meaning that when we come to Christ, he wants, uh, first of all, to first know. He makes, know, he makes us to know uh, concerning the mystery of his will. And what is the mystery of God's will? It is none other than Jesus Christ. So he says, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. You see now, we, we are coming to the mind of God, whereby we are seeing that the God we are serving, the God we believe, has a purposed will. There is a purpose that he has in himself that he wants to share with the church. He wants to share with the believer so that we, we, we enter into his will and do according to his will and live according to that purposed will. You see, verse 11 goes on to say in Ephesians chapter 1, it says that in whom, that is Christ, also we have obtained an inheritance, uh, being predestined according to the purpose being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. Now when you see these three verses, you see that God has got a will. God has purposed himself a will and he has a he works according to that will. Anything that comes your way, anything that uh, happens on your life, just know that it happens according to the purpose of God. God will never do anything which is not in, 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 in line with his will. So when we see today, we have come to see the prayer of Paul and the content that it had. Now we see that number one, it, it, uh, it is talking about uh, the all-inclusive Christ as our portion. Taking Christ as our portion, as our everything, as our inheritance. And when we are still uh, young in spirit and we are still young in, in the things of God, we always want to use these verses to pray such prayers concerning marriage, concerning employment, concerning our jobs, concerning our business, our prosperity. And we use such verses and say, Father, help me to know the will or this, your, your, your full knowledge and your will concerning this issue. So we are referring to such prayers. We pray that we should seek spiritual knowledge in order to know God's will concerning our marriage, to know God's will concerning our business. But the will of God here is not focused on the things which are such as marriage, such as jobs, such as the house that you want to achieve. The will here that they are talking about is concerned with the all-inclusive Christ as our portion. The will of God for us is that we know the all-inclusive Christ so that we experience the all-inclusive Christ so that we may live the all-inclusive Christ as our life every day. To know Christ <clears throat> in this way is to have the full knowledge of God's will that Paul is praying for the church of Colossus. He says that I pray that you may have the full knowledge of God's will and to, to, have the, the, to, to, to know Christ um, and to leave him, take him as our all-inclusive 
That is when you know the full knowledge of God. So because the entire will of God has been placed in Christ, has been put in Christ. Once we understand Christ, we live Christ, we move in Christ, then we are in the full knowledge of God's will. We shall know his full purpose that he has purpose in himself. So another thing we see here is that they mention in all spiritual wisdom. As these Colossians are supposed to know the will of God, is supposed to be in all spiritual wisdom. Now, to know and to experience the all-inclusive Christ requires uh, all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And here they, they are using the words all wisdom, and this wisdom is supposed to be spiritual. To modify wisdom and understand, they are supposed to be spiritual. They are supposed to be coming from the spirit. You see? So spiritual wisdom and understanding here are of the spirit of God. Once the spirit of God mixes or mingles with our spirit in contrast, it's going to be in contrast with any other wisdom. And we are going to be getting the spiritual wisdom that is from God. Then we shall be having a different wisdom other than philosophy, other than other mere, mere doctrine of men and teachings. And this is uh, these teachings have darkened people's minds. You see? So wisdom is in our spirit. That's why the Bible, Paul is praying for, for the church and says that, I pray that may acquire spiritual wisdom. Because wisdom is always in the spirit for us to perceive God's eternal will. It is the wisdom in the spirit that can help us to perceive, to, 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 to take, to, to understand the spiritual things of God. When we talk about spiritual understanding, that is in our mind. The wisdom is in the spirit, but understanding is in our minds. Hallelujah. So, uh, for if we have a renewed spirit as born again, then our spirit which is renewed will be able to understand, will be able to interpret whatever we perceive in our spirit. And that's why we need such a prayer that Paul was praying for the church of Colossians. Hallelujah. So, in today's message, that's why we emphasize to see that as Paul was praying for them, we should pray for ourselves this prayer always that God may, uh, may give us all full wisdom that we need. As the Bible has said that having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he has purposed in himself. That is in Ephesians. But when we go back to Colossians, we see that Paul is praying a prayer. This prayer is supposed to be prayed for a church on a daily basis. You are supposed to pray this prayer as a believer. The Bible says that for this cause, in verse 9, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, for this cause we also, since the day we had it, do not cease to pray for you uh, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. We need this prayer to be prayed on a daily basis. Paul was not praying uh, that the Colossians would know whom to marry. No, he was not praying such a prayer. Paul was praying uh, a prayer that is so deep in relation to the knowledge of Christ, the experience of Christ. To know the will of God is so deep in relation to our knowing and experiencing and living the all-inclusive Christ. In other words, Paul never prayed for them that they should know whom to marry. They should know the will of God of where to live. They should know the will of God concerning what kind of job they should have. No, these things are minor. Paul's heart was on, not occupied with these outside important, unimportant things. It wasn't uh, occupied with these trivial things. No, Paul's heart, whenever he could pray for a church, he was always pray for them spiritual things. This is the thing that is important in the uh, presence of God. These other minor things come in later once we have acquired the spiritual uh, will of God. And we see that in this verse, God's will refers to Jesus Christ. It refers to Christ according to verse 9. Uh, it was not God's will for the Colossians to follow other teachings of Ju Judaism and observance of of moon and days and seasons, uh, all other ordinances, all philosophy. No, God's will was far more than that. It was not God's will for them to practice uh, ascetism whereby they abstain or self-deny other things and set apart themselves just like the monks 
and the Hindus and other people that do ascetism. No, those people that treat their body severely in order to, to breed the indulgence of their flesh. That's what we call ascetism. And uh, uh, when people are practicing ascetism, they think they are pleasing God when they deny themselves from other things. Even the Catholicism is also doing that. They, 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 they celibacy, you understand? So God's will for the Colossians was to know Christ. God's will was to experience Christ, for them to experience Christ, to enjoy Christ, to live Christ, and to have, and to have Christ become their life and life supply. Hallelujah. So when we talk about this, this is what we mean. And the Bible has told us that this was their uh, pursuit. They, they, this was their, their desire. They loved the saints and that's why Paul could pray for them. Hallelujah. So God's will for us today is exactly the same. God desires that we, we know Christ. God's, de God's, God's desire is that we experience Christ. We enjoy Christ. We live out for Christ. We become like Christ. We have a life and we live in the person of Christ until we are fully grown in him, matured in him, that's when we, we become pleasing to God. So even the Colossians, they were, they were distracted, they were misled, they were defrauded by these other teachings of the, Gino, the, the Gnostics and the, the mystics, uh, these other sects that had come in with some teachings, the philosophies of, of men. They had distracted the Colossi church and that's why Paul had to bring them back so that they pursue one thing, which is Christ. So we need to be filled with the full knowledge of God's will. We need to be filled with the full knowledge of God's will. God's will is that the all-inclusive Christ becomes your portion on a daily basis. Every day we are to eat Christ. Remember, in the book of John, the Bible talks about these uh, people that had come in the following day. They came the following day with baskets expecting to get bread as it was done in John chapter 6. The Bible says Jesus had to teach them deeper and told them he told them that you should not pursue things that are uh, temporal. Pursue the bread that comes from heaven which is eternal. In other words, if we pursue Christ, if we live for Christ, I tell you this is to please the Lord. This is to please the Lord and this is the full knowledge of God taking Christ as our portion. Hallelujah. So if we know that God's will is um, is for us to be saturated with Christ, is for us to be having a, a, a deeper relationship with Christ, living out Christ, then we have the proper knowledge of God's will. Whatever we do should be done in the will of God. Even if it is your business, even if it is your marriage, everything should be done in the will of God, in Christ. When If we should marry, we should marry in Christ. If we should work, we should work in Christ. If we should do anything or move, we should move in Christ. Because the Bible says, for in him we live, we move, and have our being. So we are complete in him. So Christ should be our life. Christ should be our person. This is the will of God. This is the will of God. Another thing we see in verse 10, Colossians chapter 1 verse 10, the Bible says that, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So another prayer that prayer Paul was praying for them, he prayed for them that they might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, bearing fruit in every good work and growing by the full knowledge of God. That is in verse 10. So here we see another thing which is to walk worthy of the Lord. Now, walking worthy of the Lord results from the full knowledge of God's will. Once you, you know the full knowledge of God's will, once you know Christ, you live Christ, you understand Christ, you experience Christ, you take him as your portion, you'll find yourself automatically walking a, a walk which is worthy of the Lord. And if we know that, uh, that, that God's will is for us to, to be saturated with Christ, to take Christ as our life, and to, to take him as a person, to live Christ spontaneously, we will walk the walk which pleases the Father. Hallelujah. So this is the walk which is worthy of the Lord. And some people think that to walk worthy of the Lord is to be humble, to be nice, or to be generous. But I want to tell you that a worthy walk is a walk in which we live Christ on a daily basis. You see, we, we have got to look unto him and see him and uh, live in him and 
experience him, enjoy him. We can be humble and we can be nice, we can be generous, but without living by Christ. You see? You can do other things, good characters, without living by Christ, and that is you. Only by living out Christ can we walk worthily of the Lord. Christ is the will of God, and he should also be our walk. You see? Because it's the will of God, it should be our walk. It should be our everything. And uh, you see, he goes on to pray and say that, um, that you might walk worthy of the Lord and to all pleasing. And to all pleasing. In other words, a walk that is worthy of the Lord is a walk that is unto all pleasing. It is a pleasing, uh, it is pleasing to the Lord in all ways. Because you are walking a walk which is worthy, you will be pleasing God. In all ways, God the Father is going to be pleased with you as he was pleased with the Lord Jesus Christ. Like, for example, when we come to Matthew uh, chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3 mentions how much the Father was pleased with the Son, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says in chapter 3 of Matthew, after Jesus had come out of baptism in the water uh, of baptism, the voice speaks. And these were the words that the voice spoke. The Bible says in um, Matthew 3, 17, Matthew 3, 17, let us begin from verses uh, uh, 15. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becomes uh, us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him not that John was refusing to baptize Jesus. And Jesus told him, No, I've got to fulfill all righteousness. Now when you come to verse 16, it says that, And Jesus when he saw and when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, uh, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightening upon him. And verse 17 says, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now that when Jesus did that which pleases the Lord, the Lord spoke back and said that uh, He spoke back and said that this is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. So there is there are things that we do that are unto all pleasing, things that please God. When we walk a, a walk which is worthy of His will, we are pleasing to the Lord. You see. So uh, in Galatians, uh, in Matthew chapter 17, still we see another incidence whereby the Lord, the 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 the, the Father of Jesus, had to. Uh, to again to be pleased with him, Matthew 17, verses um, verse 5. It says that while yet he yet spake, um, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Now we see two times uh, the father is pleased with the son. Now, that's why when you see that when God called, when Jesus visited Paul uh, in Acts chapter 9, there are some things that he spoke with him, and some of them we see them in the previous messages, that is Acts chapter 26. When you come to Acts chapter 26, you discover several things that he spoke to him. But let us see this one of Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1 says, uh, Paul is now telling us how he came to receive a calling that uh, he had to pursue. He says that one time he was visited of the Lord. The Bible says in Galatians 1.15 uh, that, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, to reveal his son in me, that I might not preach, that I might preach him among all the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. In other words, Paul is telling us here that it pleased God to reveal Christ, the son of in him. It, you see, it pleases God whenever Christ is revealed in us. Remember, Paul told them that I want Christ to be formed in you. I want Christ to be magnified. I want Christ to be revealed. So, we are people that are pleasing to God if we always reveal Christ, the Christ we have received, the portion we have received of Christ. So, it pleases. So, the Bible says that uh, even Paul, uh, it says that it pleased God to reveal Christ the Son of God 
in him even today it pleases god the father whenever he reveals christ in you the christ in you is the hope of glory according to colossians 1:27 there is a christ in you but if he is not revealed he is going to be there as a slave he is going to be there as in prison but he desires to come out to be seen in your ways in your life in your thinking in your movement in everything in your response you, you are supposed to experience him you are supposed to enjoy him you see nothing is more pleasing to god the father than for us to live out this christ apart from christ nothing can please the father we should learn to live out christ we should learn to be in christ in everything that we do have the mind of christ putting on the mind of christ daily you see the only time we are fully happy is when we are living out christ you can be humble you can be kind you can be uh, meek in a natural way but you can be you cannot be happy you may be humble and not be happy but if we take christ as our life every day if we take christ as our passion we live him out i tell you we shall be the happiest people on earth you see so to live christ we see that it is the only thing that pleases god not only the father but also even you even you live out christ you'll be happy even other people will be happy because you are living out a life that is pleasing that is the life of christ and for sure the most pleasant thing is to live christ to enjoy christ and to experience christ once we enjoy christ it is the most pleasant thing because the bible says it pleased the father to reveal christ jesus in paul even today it is still pleasing to the father to reveal jesus christ in us every day christ must be revealed christ must be revealed on a daily basis hallelujah so this is the burden this is what the lord wants us to come to know live a life whereby we reveal christ in our day to day life hallelujah so you look into this prayer and you see that it was full of uh, wonderful things wonderful things a prayer look at the verse let us read again uh, colossian because i want us to pick it and practice it in our day to day life it has said in colossian uh, chapter 1 verse 9 to verses 11 that's our context today you see it says that for this cause we also since the day we had it what did they hear they heard that the colossi church colossian church had faith in christ and the love in the spirit those were the previous verses we covered because they had faith in christ and the love of of the brethren in their spirit their love was coming from the spirit it was a genuine love he says that since we had those two things uh we have not ceased to pray for you and to desire our desire is that you might also be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the lord and to all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god verse 11 says strengthened with all might according to his glorious power and to all patience and long suffering with joyfulness you see paul is praying for them he says that as they are uh, continuing in the knowledge of this christ then another thing we see is that he prays for them that they may bear fruit and to enjoy every good work they should bear fruit and to every good work in every good work they are going to be bearing fruit he prayed for them that they may bear fruit and to every good work so if we walk worthily of the lord we shall bear fruit we shall bear fruit unto every good work as the verse has said so do not understand this according to the natural concept whereby when we we talk about bearing fruit we don't refer to any other outward fruit we are referring to living christ you have bared a fruit growing christ you have bared a fruit expressing christ you have bared a fruit producing christ that is what we call uh, bearing fruit in every aspect you see so this is the good work they are talking about this is the good work that paul has in mind he tells the church of colossians that i pray that you may bear fruit and do every good work the full knowledge that you acquire is going to be pleasing to the lord and when it is pleasing to the lord you are going to be bearing fruit every good fruit you are going to bear because you are pleasing the lord once we begin to live a life that pleases the lord then fruit bearing begins to happen remember 
Jesus tells us in John chapter 15 that you did not choose me. I chose you and I put you to go and bear fruit and your fruit remain. So the only fruit that remain when we bear fruit is when we bear fruit in a way that is worthy of the Lord, a way that is pleasing to the Lord. Then whatever we shall be doing is going to be a good work because it bears fruit unto the Lord. So um, this is the good work Paul is, is having in mind when he's praying for the church of Colossians. Hallelujah. So another thing we see here in the verse is that he prayed for them that uh, they should increase in the knowledge of God. They should grow by the full knowledge of God. They will begin to grow, increasing, growing by the full knowledge of God, which is increased in other translations. So this kind of work that we are going to do, the kind of work that's going to bear fruit, the kind of work that's going to please the Father, that's going to cause us to live a worthy, a work which is worthy of the Lord, this kind is going to lead to the growing up by the full knowledge of God. So this kind is going to work, uh, is going to be related by to, to growing to the full knowledge of God. You see? So this knowledge we are talking about is not the knowledge in letters, in just mere knowledge in the mind. But we are talking about the knowledge which is the living knowledge of God in our spirit. The more you experience Christ, the more light you see of Christ, the more knowledge which is you are going to get, the living knowledge you are going to get. And by means of this, this then we we'll begin to grow in life. The more you get the living knowledge from the Spirit, you begin to grow in Christ. The Bible says in, in, in 2 Peter, uh, uh, let us go there, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 18. <clears throat> it talks about how we should grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. When we are living in, in the church, we are to be people that are aiming at growth. It says in verses 18, um, let, let us um, um, begin from verse 17. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. Verse 18 says that, but grow in grace. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Now you see that it is God's pleasure when we grow in the things of Christ. When we grow in the knowledge of Christ. So here we are seeing that pray, Paul is praying people may grow in the full knowledge of God. They should grow in the things of God. And this is the growth that... Um, uh, is a growth in life. We need such a knowledge in order to live, in order to grow, in order to produce Christ. We need the full knowledge, the living knowledge, which is from the Spirit. Christ is not only the will of God and the work, but is also every good work and every full knowledge of God. In, in, in this, I mean that Christ is not only any other thing like, uh, is not only the will, of, the will of God we have seen, is not only the walk that we are supposed to walk, but is also this every good work and is also this full knowledge of God. We see that Christ is all-inclusive. Christ is everything we desire. Christ is all things that we want to achieve in life. The more we get into the book of Colossians, you will see these things. You will see that Christ is hope. You will see that Christ is truth. You will see that Christ is grace. You will see that Christ is the will of God. You will see that Christ is everything to us. When you read those verses, uh, you will see that. Okay? So when we come to verse 11 of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 11, it is showing us another thing that Paul was praying for them. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power and to all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. He prayed for them another wonderful prayer. He goes on to pray and say, I want them to be empowered with all power according to the might of his glory and to all endurance and long-suffering with joy. Look at that prayer. He's praying for them that they may be empowered with all power, with all might, be strengthened with might in their inner man. But this might is according to the might of his power. They are going to be strengthened according to the might of his power. 
and this Christ is in us as power, is in us as might, you see, according to all endurance and long-suffering with joy. So this power is not only the power of Christ's resurrection that the Bible mentions in, in Philippians chapter 3, verses, uh, verses 10. Verses 10 says, Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, is showing us the resurrection power. It says that, that I may, let me begin from verses 9 of Philippians for you to see how, Christ, uh, how, how Paul was pursuing Christ. I will begin from verses 7 for our uh, understanding. He says, but the things which were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. He wanted to pursue Christ and began to see all other things as loss. That was Paul. He wanted to pursue Christ and began to see that even the family, even the business, even the, the, the prosperity, this thing became loss unto him. He says that he was pursuing Christ. He says in verse 8, Yes, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord. He wanted to excel in the knowledge of Christ. He says I count all other things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord. He wants to understand his Lord. He wants to go into deep knowledge of Christ. It is God's desire that we understand Jesus Christ, that we, we see the revelation of Christ so that we may leave him and enjoy him on a daily basis. So he says that he left other things and considered them loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ his Lord and says that for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. He, he went through sufferings but he said as long as I'm suffering for Christ to pursue and to, to gain Christ let me suffer loss. He said I suffered for loss for all of all things and do count them but done. Whatever I have suffered whatever I've, I've lost it is already useless. It is done says Paul and says that, that I may win Christ. He wanted to win the greatest prize, which is Christ. I don't know what you want to win in your life. I don't know what you want to pursue, but it is a good pursuit if you pursue Christ. It's a good winning if you win Christ. Paul says that I left other things that I may win Christ. Even in our teaching, in our preaching, we are supposed to see that people win Christ. They gain Christ from whatever we minister to them in Jesus' mighty name. So in verse 9, it says that and be found in him. I want to win him so that I might be found in him. And not having mine own unrighteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. Uh, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Now look at that. He has got, he is talking about in verse 10 that, that I may know him that the, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. So he wanted to know Christ into that depth. He wanted to know Christ himself alone. Within us, there is that resurrection power. But there is also another power, which is Christ himself as a dynamo, as a, a, a generator, you see, that continually empowers us. It's like a dynamo. If you have ever seen a dynamo on a bicycle, whereby if, if a bicycle needs light on it, uh, to the light in the in the night, the dynamo is pressed on the tire. As the tire is moving, uh, the dynamo is generating power. And that dynamo has got all the power as long as there is a movement. Even as, as long as there is a flow, as long as there is a life in Christ, Christ is the power that is in us. Christ is the dynamo, a dynamic power that is in us. Hallelujah. It is continually empowers us to, to overcome situation. He, this power continually empowers us to stand all trials, to stand all problems, and to stand and fight the fight of faith. According to this might of his glory, it is in us. This might is in us. Hallelujah. And this is the might that expresses God's glory. It glorifies God in us in his might. So with, with this might we are talking about the power of God, we are empowered. We are empowered as children of God to do those things that appear to be difficult. By Christ, we are empowered. We are empowered unto all endurance. We are empowered unto all long-suffering with joy. The power that is generating us causes us to endure long uh, sufferings and we, we long suffer, we suffer long, but with joy. So, 
because of this joy we see that uh, we see that because of this joy uh, we see that whatever may happen to us whether hard times whether persecution whether difficulties whether lack whether problems we have reason to be joyful because we have the resurrected Christ as the power within us Christ is the power within us Christ is the power that is going to cause you to overcome all the, those challenges and if we are joyful during times of affliction I tell you we shall not age you shall not grow old you shall not age quickly instead you shall look younger than your years because there is a joy that has come uh, as a result of the the dynamic power of Christ living in you and it causes it causes you to be empowered in all your endurance and and to all long suffering the joy will come out the joy will come out and if you are joyful during such and such times i tell you you will always be an overcomer you see this is what paul was praying for this church he did not pray uh, that the church of colossian they, they would have the best husbands i pray that they would have the best wives the best houses the best jobs he never prayed those minor minor things paul went on to pray for only one thing he did not pray for colossians that they would the lord would keep them from suffering no he prayed for them that they would be empowered even when they are passing through suffering they would be empowered to all to to endure all sufferings and to endure all longs uh, all all, all um, problems that come their way with joy he prayed for them that when they are passing through hard times they should pass through them with joy you see this is our portion of today and we see that Christ is teaching us that we should as the body of Christ learn to enjoy him learn to experience him learn to take him as our everything look at this the bible has told us that this Christ is our portion on a daily basis and paul is saying here to suffer long to suffer long is uh, is to endure sufferings in christ when we are in christ we are going to find out of difficulties but we are praying that we may have the capacity to suffer long with endurance so that we suffer long with joy god is so pleased whenever we uh, whenever we pass through difficulties and remain joyous you pass through hard times and remain praising you remain with you composed in a in a spiritual way most of the people when they are passing hard times they begin to look in an awkward way put on a, a, a negative face they begin to think they can begin to complain but this is not what we are talking about when the power of Christ is in you that dynamic power in you as a dynamo it will be empowering you even when hard times come you stand with joy and you always abound in thanksgiving you say father i thank you because even here are more than an, an, an overcomer you begin to give thanks at all time you begin to become uh, a person who is full of praise saying father i thank you because victory is mine even in this uh, situation you begin to be a person who has got such uh, Uh, a testimony that is uh, promising to the rest that are watching that are seeing you sufferings may actually help us sometimes they may help us to increase the enjoyment of Christ sometimes god permits suffering to come our way so that they may teach us to learn joy to enjoy Christ you see sometimes when sufferings come our way they help us they are of much help because they cause us they cause the increase of the enjoyment of Christ we continue to enjoy Christ the more that's why paul was saying that if you kill me i i gain if i remain i for me to live is christ when i die it is gain it was telling the philippians that for me whatever situation you put me in i will maintain my joy in christ i will enjoy christ and i will experience christ so christ is the joy christ is this endurance that we need christ is this long suffering that you need you need to have christ when you're passing through difficult times you have, you need to have christ as your joy you need to to have christ as your endurance you need to have christ as your long suffering you see paul's prayer is all together a prayer for the experience of christ he wanted them to experience 
Christ and to enjoy Christ in abundance. You see, this is so wonderful. This is so glorious. And my prayer for you is that you may tap into this grace, that you may learn to take Christ as your portion, learn to take Christ as your victory, learn to take Christ as your success, learn to take Christ and enjoy him in everything. Take him as your portion. Take him as your everything. This is the Christ we preach. Let me read for you again these verses as we plan to wind up. You see that the prayer was as if it was a short prayer. And if, if the Colossians were physical, people who live in the flesh, they would say, now look at this. What is Paul praying for us? We need to get houses. We need to get marriages. We need to get uh, beautiful cars. And look at the prayers praying for us. Nobody could allow to put their head to be prayed for. Such prayers. But the Colossian church was a spiritual church whereby they needed such a prayer. Every spiritual person will begin to pray such a prayer. We will begin to graduate from praying minor prayers of physical needs and pray prayers of spiritual importance, of spiritual benefit. You see, it has told us in Colossians chapter 1, he was praying for them. The Bible says, in, uh, let us uh, go back in chapter uh, 1 verses 4, where it begins from. He says that, Since when we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, wherefore ye had therefore um, before the, in the word of the truth of the gospel. Remember, we, all, we, we saw all these verses previously in our previous episodes. Verse 6 says that, which is come unto you as it is in all the world. The gospel has come unto all the world. He says that and it is bringing forth fruit as it does also in you. Since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth, verse 7 says that as ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. He was ministering Christ. Verse 8, who also declared unto us your love in the spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we had it, do not cease to pray for you. When they had the love in the spirit and the faith that they have in Christ, you see. So he said that we pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in the wisdom, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10 says that, that you might walk worthy of the Lord and to all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power and to all patience and long-suffering with joyful endurance. So they are showing us that as we are experiencing Christ, sufferings will come. Difficult things will happen. Um, uh, problems will come to challenge us. But we should endure with joy. We should suffer long with joy. In that way, we are enjoying Christ even in hard time. The only way we enjoy Christ in hard time is for us to go through our times with joy. Whenever you are joyous in difficult things, you are saying, Father, I thank you. You are full of praise. You are prophesying negative, positively. You are saying, it is well. I'm going to live a happy life. This situation is changing. Oh, Lord, I thank you. You are enjoying Christ. You are enjoying Christ. You are enjoying Christ. And this was the burden of Apostle Paul. He wanted them to become like him to live a spiritual way. He wanted them to be empowered with all power according to the might or the power which is uh, of his glory and to all endurance and long-suffering with joy. He wanted them to grow by the full knowledge of God. Paul wanted them that they may be pleasing unto all things to the Lord. So you see, he wanted them to walk a life that is worthy of the Lord so that they are pleasing, so that they bear fruit, so that they grow. Uh, in every good work, you see. So he wanted them to achieve spiritual and beneficial things. Hallelujah. He wanted them to benefit from their, the prayer he was praying for them, from the love they were practicing and the faith they have. He says, therefore we also since the day we heard of it, do not cease praying 
asking on your behalf. Even as today, we should learn to ask on, on the behalf of others, praying for them. Praying for them that they may achieve in life. Praying for them. And the grace of God, which is uh, past human understanding, will begin to uh, realize whatever we have prayed for. This is what we call the freedom experience, which is freedom experience, experiencing Christ on a daily basis. My prayer for you is for you, do your best to enjoy Christ. Do your best to experience Christ. Take him as your portion. Take him as your life, as your light, as your grace, as your reality. When we go back to John, you see that he says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In him was life. The life was the light of men. He dwelled among us with the head of his glory. John mentions several things concerning Christ. He says we saw him he was full of grace and truth and of his fullness have we received grace upon grace. So he says that this is the Christ he was preaching. He goes on to say that that which we have had from the beginning, we have seen, we have touched, we have enjoyed, we have experienced, we preach to you the word of life. So we need to, to seek for life when we come to Christ. We need to seek for the reality when we read the Bible. This is what we call experiencing Christ in the name of Jesus. We thank the Lord for this wonderful teaching today. May the Lord richly bless you. This is Pastor Dennis all the way from Kampala, Uganda. Freedom Experience Ministry, we love you so much. Follow us on our uh, Facebook page at Freedom Experience Ministry. Follow us on website at freedomexperienceministry.org. Also, listen to our radio at freedomexperienceministry.org stroke radio. Or you go on the site, you'll find the radio. We have wonderful teachings, wonderful prayer times, music, and all category of of spiritual things please tune in on the radio we have four programs uh, which is uh, uh, from 3 a.m in the night every day and 6 p.m in the evening and also we have the lunch hour from 1 p.m and also a repeat at 9 p.m every evening so that we finish the day with christ in the name of jesus we bless you lord we worship you glorify your name we worship you Thank you for this wonderful opportunity that you have availed us and these people to hear. God bless you. Bye-bye. To get more of this message and partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website, www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus 256-703-89-0009. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ.